There was a uh, BT van uh, with a man looking at a big box of wires in my street, and that's never a good sign when that happens. No. Good evening, podders and podettes, and welcome to episode 62 of Two Star Podcast. Uh, my name is Adam, and I am joined by Graham. Hello. Daniel. Hi. And returning special guest, Christopher from Dorset. I'm still back. Indeed. Back so, again. we uh, we have returned from Leeds. None of us are dead. We uh, none of us were arrested. Um, we all mostly made it back in one piece. So... That was a great success, and we shall say no more about it. I don't recall getting, well, home, really. Uh, we I did. I think I ate a pizza. You did. You did eat All right. I helped you eat a pizza. It was a very nice pizza, I think. Cool. Excellent. So, we should probably start off this week with a, a bit of business from last week's episode. Um, now, at the end of the episode, we cruelly mocked the penis of a Japanese Olympic pole vaulter. Um, what did knock the pole off the thing and knocked him out of the competition. In the men's semis. Yes. Um, he is not happy about this. Both mm. the penis bar incident and the subsequent publicity, shall we say, that his knob has generated. Yeah, uh, I think if you're going to go around knocking pole vault bars off with your penis, what did he think was going to happen? Well, I mean, I don't want to seem harsh, but there's a good chance that if he hadn't knocked the bar with his wang that nobody outside of Japanese pole vaulting community would know who he was, whereas now his penis is famous. Do you know his name? No. Exactly. It's uh, Hiroki Ogita, or Ogita, I don't know how to say Japan names. I think that's a bit uh, of a, is. a dumb argument, though, because you don't want to be famous for something that's very embarrassing. So to say, oh, well, he should be pleased because now everyone knows who he is. I'm not saying you should be pleased. I'm well, just he... saying he should consider the publicity that this has generated and maybe he should turn it to his advantage. Look, his ultimate goal is to get as famous as he can. That's the only reason for going into the pole vault. Yeah. Because he looked around said, well, I want to get really famous from Olympics. What's the easiest event to do that in? I know, pole vault. And then he uh, stuffed a sock down his pants. But he said, uh, I never expected the foreign media to take me down like this. It's one thing if it was true, but I have to say I'm pretty devastated they go so far to make something up to mock me and ridicule me. I don't know. There's pretty conclusive video evidence. The the video does make it seem quite obvious that he wanged it. Unless, of course, he had literally shoved some socks down the front of his trousers. In which, Well, I mean, then it's his own fault. Yeah, Mm. and we should definitely be mocking him. Um, I don't think anyone was necessarily mocking him. I mean, I'm sure some people were, but we weren't setting out to mock the man. It was just, like, you don't expect a man's penis to knock a bar off during a pole vault. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure he's still a very good pole vault man. Mm. Yeah. And he's he's not like pole vaulting than I would be. Missed out on gold as a result Mm. of this. Um, So, what's more interesting is if he says that the media have made this up, the international media have fabricated this story. 
then that's quite a, a high-end conspiracy that they have faked the footage from the Olympic Games to make well, it appear like his willy knocked the bar off. You can do anything with Photoshop these days. Maybe uh, somebody was using a um, one of those penis pumps that you get emailed about in his sleep in the Olympic Village without his n- knowledge. I mean, I like to think I would notice, but who knows? Well, maybe he just thought brilliant and didn't want to question it in case it it went back to small again. No, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But the the shadowy cartel that supposedly rules the world and the media, what yeah. is their incentive in? Well, I mean. Fabricating this. Who are we to question the Illuminati? If they if they want to make a Japanese man's penis big enough that it knocks off a pole vault bar, they will have dastardly reasons. Yeah, and it's best that we just keep keep out of it. Yeah, you know they're thinking like ten moves ahead. Hmm. So, I think moving on from this one tiny slice of the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, to... it's quite big. It's not. Well, I mean, relatively that's, that's speaking, unfair. the Olympics is quite large. Yeah. But his penis was quite large as well. To well, be able not to relative the to the path. entire Olympics. Well, compare, it's, it's bigger than all of the equestrian events. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, um, the Olympics is big, and we basically won it. Mm. Good old British Empire. Yeah, like, I mean, we got more gold medals than anyone else, apart from America. Um, and more silver medals, I think, than anyone else from America. Um, but we we basically owned America anyway, and America wouldn't exist without us. No, exactly. So, well, so we we, we very much came first in the Olympics, um, yeah. and that means that Brexit was the right decision. Yeah. Um, because clearly, uh, I mean, like, I don't need to tell you this, but uh, a decision that was made a couple of months before the Olympics and hasn't actually seen any concrete steps taken towards it... Um, mm is obviously going to have a significant impact on an event that has been, you know, being worked on for the last eight years. It's because the athletes are allowed to eat um, straight bananas now. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. They mean bendy bananas. Oh, I mean, who knows? Like They're allowed they to eat whatever, Yeah, any kind of banana they can they eat like. any kind of banana they like without some, uh, some unelected um, elected official in Brussels telling him what kind of bananas he's allowed to eat or not. Um, and, and you know, I think we should be very proud of all the people that posted incredibly racist things uh, celebrating our victory. And presumably um, we've just got a really good doping program now that's undetectable. I assume that's the only, I mean, that's the only sensible explanation, isn't it? Yeah. Um, also, the world's most tasteless tweet... Well, not most tasteless. It's, it's not even the worst thing on Twitter today. Um but, you know, just in case you had, had any doubt that um, our MPs are a complete waste of time and effort, Heather Wheeler MP has made a delightful tweet about our prowess at sport, um, which you can see in the chat. Yes, this is the British Empire one, I presume. Yes. Um, about how if you assume that like everybody who was ever part of the British Empire is still part of the British Empire, then we totally got the most medals, which isn't difficult because we owned like three quarters of the globe. Yeah. Um, it does fall foul of the slight issue that we don't anymore. Yeah, I think you, you can say that the Olympics was great and it was great for sport, but the real winner here was um, slavery. Yes. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, a solid conclusion to come to. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. 
Um, so, um, obviously, the Olympics will uh, next be held in Japan. Yeah. Uh, which is why, for some reason, they had Mario at the closing ceremony. That was literally the Japanese Prime Minister. Yes. And just what would persuade any politician to literally dress up as Mario? Um, like, I can imagine that he's probably done A huge worse. amount of money. But he's not even Italian. Well, yeah, but, I mean, Mario is something of a, you know racial stereotype, but he's very much a Japanese character. Well, yeah, I, I know, but... Oh, I'm, I'm just upset. Like, if you, if, you, if you were thinking about, like, you know, Japanese icons in terms of, like, cultural identity, things that you would associate with Japan, outside of maybe, like, Pikachu... Tentacle porn? Yeah, if he's yeah, coming as a, a tentacled like, fuck alien, then uh, that would have been. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, when you look, at, like, you can imagine, you can imagine, like the the his his like you know his staff briefed him on like you know so uh, Mr. Abe, you've got a choice. Uh, you can dress up as a tentacle porn, um, a schoolgirl, or Mario. Some like fucking cutesy little uh, shit. Yeah, Go like ca- is it kawaii that? really shit stuff where like, they put a sandwich and put little eyes on it. Yeah. That can fuck off. Is that a thing? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll bow to your superior knowledge of Japanese culture. Mm. I, I'm something of an expert because I love it so much. Mm. I have heard. But if you think back to Beijing, we just uh, sent Boris Johnson and he was amusing enough just dressed as himself. Waving at the crowds. Didn't, you didn't need to dress him up as a cartoon character. He's just ridiculous in his own right. That's fair. Yeah. So perhaps in Japan, the reason the politician had to dress up as Mario was because he's actually a serious, credible adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you're probably right. They had to stupid him up. Yeah. yeah. Clearly the thing to do is go there and look like a bellend, and um, he, he played the part faithfully. Well, then... Okay. It's weird that it was in China, what, eight years ago, and now it's going to Japan. So I give someone else a chance, Asia, come on. Yeah. What about, um, I've run out of countries. No, fair enough. Excellent. Right, let's, let's swiftly move on before we uh, get too bogged down in our lack of geographical knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, another small bit of housekeeping. Um, Orlando Bloom. Yeah, unfortunately, um, the Podcasting Council of Great Britain have been in discussion with our legal department, and it turns out that he has got a watertight contract um, to appear at the beginning of every two-star podcast episode for the next three years. So I tried to activate the um, being naked on a canoe clause, but apparently that's not a clause that has ever existed in any contract. Shit. And, and even so, if it um, was, it wasn't a canoe. It was a, a paddleboard. Ah, uh, well, there you go. So they've got me on a technicality. He's He got that Mr. Loophole guy in, you know, the one who, who gets people uh, off um, parking tickets. So um, we can either make a hefty financial settlement of £45, or we can just keep him. And we do, for that, get to attend... Uh, the premiere of every film he makes in the next decade. Which is, I mean, adding insult to injury, really, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I don't think that we can... Like, financially, it's just not viable to pay him off. 
He has offered to um, have two star podcast tattooed on his bell end for the next time um, it's photographed. I mean, which I think is fair. Yeah, I can't really complain about that. Yeah, so um, he'll he'll get that done, and we will say no more about uh, the horrific dick incident. Okay, do you think we can get them off? Good episode title, though. Yeah, well, I'm not paying forty five pounds, so no, no, no. Yeah, no, we're we're stuck. We're stuck with them. That's fair enough. Money talks, as they say. Hmm. They do. I don't know why, because it's money. So do penises. No, we've been through this. They don't talk. Alright, oh, yep, yeah, no, mouths. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so that's the Olympics and Orlando Bloom out of the way. I think that's all of our, our um, previous business. Mm-hmm. Um, on to new business. Uh, Graham, any new business? Um, yes, the Radio Times has today um, revealed the... or Well, I don't know, I saw it today... Uh, they revealed the results of a vote what they done, which is the best British sitcoms of the 21st century. Now, if you have a bit of a think about all of the wonderful sitcoms that have been made in the last... I mean, how many years are we into this century now? It's at least 30 or 40, isn't mm. it? Uh, all of the wonderful things like Black Books, Peep Show, um, The Inbetweeners... Uh, the IT crowd, if you don't really have a sense of humour, The Office, there's so many great things. What do you reckon uh, got voted number one by, remember, the great British public? Corey. Uh, no, it, it well, it is technically a sitcom, so... Oh, um, uh, yeah, but they're the public. Well, yes, but <laughs> I think it was a multiple choice, so they were filtered oh, down to okay. ones that are actually sitcoms. Oh, so so they what, kind of did a what do you think is... Or... When you sort of take into the oh, the, the weight I and the intellectual. Okay, well, Dan needs to have a little bit of a. I think, judging by his tone of voice, he has probably got the right answer. So, I've uh, I was so happy. Chris and Adam, have you got any any thoughts on what you think is the greatest sitcom of the last sixteen years? I can think of an upside to it, though, which I will talk about shortly. Uh, no, I, I I literally cannot think of any sitcoms. I don't think there have been any in the last 16 so I think it's a trick question. Okay, well, I'm going to give you uh, the top 10. So, um, possibly there'll be some music here, possibly not. Who knows? It depends who edits it, I guess. Uh, so, uh, number 10, Outnumbered, which, as far as I can tell, isn't a sitcom. It's just children doing bad improv. I, I liked occasional episodes of it. Okay, at number nine is Raised by Wolves. Never heard of it. It's written by Catelyn Moran, who I really can't stand. Uh, at eight, it's Miranda, which isn't very funny. She's quite funny, but Never the program isn't. Mm. So, uh, number seven is Gavin and Stacey, which has got James Corden in it, so by the law, can't be good. No. Uh, six is The Thick of It, which is good. Yes. But in quite a pompous way it really is I suppose it is a sitcom though. I don't think yeah it's really like a comedy it. drama yeah. maybe number five is the IT crowd which Christopher from Dorset thinks is funny but he is wrong I quite like um, it's not yeah. the greatest show but it's pretty you're good. also wrong uh, number four is Count Arthur Strong which I what no, don't think I've even heard of that no number three is Peter Kay's Car Share which is as bad as you'd expect 
Yep. Uh, number two is The Office, which is good, but painful. And at number one... I presume that's the... Well, obviously, it's going to be the, the original rather than the American version. Well, it's, but yeah, it's best British sitcom. So at number one, uh, proving that we should never be allowed to vote on anything ever again is Mrs. Brown's Boys. Mm. Right, you see, I've never watched this or seen any elements of it other than occasional still photographs on the internet of what appears to be a man in drag. Yeah, doesn't. I mean, that's a, it, that is literally as sophisticated as it gets with that program. It is um, the only people who would find it funny are people who voted for Brexit. Well, that's like fifty-two percent of the population. That's Hint. the problem. Yeah. And uh, they're probably all as rabidly passionate about Mrs. Brown's boys as they are about Brexit. So um, there's that. But I, I mean, yeah. On the upside, it does show that um, as a country, we are prepared to embrace um, people that don't conform to normal binary genders. So that. Um, well, only if they are making fun of um, of that fact. It's uh, it's not what I would call progressive. No, this is true. But you it's, know, I, um, I'm literally scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah, I mean, it's just really fucking awful, is um, is the main thing. But people love it, but then people loved um, Hitler, so... Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a perfectly reasonable comparison. I think so. Yeah, I mean, this is more of an indication that we should never vote on anything than Brexit, I think. Yeah. Man. But this does have less of a terrifying impact on our economy and general way of life. Well, I don't know that it does. I think um, if you looked at people who like Mrs. Brown's boys, you'd find there was a huge uh, crossover between them and people who have very poor uh, lane discipline on motorways. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's that's probably true. So, I mean, basically just the worst people alive is what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's really depressing. Uh, Dan, do you have any new business for this week? Well, I do. So I have some happy news. Um, in that the Great British Bake Off is back and is um, happening even as we, we record. And yeah. I just say, in this uh, in these times of universal crisis and brouhaha, it is nice to have something so patently inoffensive and cakey and delicious with casual British innuendo, casual British cakes, um, and all I don't of that. Think, I don't think that's very fair. I think that's quite insulting to the people on the program to refer to it as casual British. Well, I think it is the most meh thing that has ever existed. I do not watch it, but it is currently on in the same room as me because it is being watched. I mean, if you were there watching it be filmed and you got to eat some of the cakes, that would be brilliant. But what what's the fucking fun in looking at people eating cakes? Well, I want to eat the cakes myself. I, I, uh, I have a great big issue with uh, with Sue Perkins. I think it was nice of Mel to say, oh, she's my mate and she's out of work. Can we give her a job? But she's not up to standards. Today, she said, you have one hour left. They were making like lemon drizzle cakes. You have one hour left uh, before we find out if your drizz is the shiz. Now, oh, that's unacceptable, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that is that's, clearly unacceptable no. for Bake Off, oh, isn't God. it? Oh, I'm going to write to the BBC about this. Really? Yeah. I didn't know there was that kind of controversy. Why is Paul Hollywood um, a baker and not like a guy who's trying to sell you a, a, I don't know, an Audi or something? That's that's what he looks like he should be doing. He doesn't look like a baker. Well, do you know what bakers look like? In general? Yeah, not that. 
like Mary Berry, that's what a baker looks like. Paul Hollywood looks like um, he probably shaves his pubes, and somebody who shaves their pubes should not be involved with the making of cakes. Certainly not at the same time. Well, no, I mean, I'd hope he'd wash his hands at least, but I think just the fact that he you know, grooms his pubis just should rule him out of uh, anything involving kitchens. Like, you look at James Martin, there's a man who is bushy as fuck down there because he, he's not going to waste his time. Um, maybe he trims, I don't know. I might be being unfair to him. I think in uh, in, in defence of uh, of your allegations, that would reduce the chance of getting pubic hair in food. Well, I mean, it's not something that I've ever um, had to worry about. No. But then uh, I am perfectly waxed. And don't do a lot of cooking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I take the point that Paul Hollywood does look a bit exotic for for something mm. he has bake off. But, um, you know, everything needs a bit of spice in it and a bit of different. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally for it. It disappoints me they haven't rotated the judges ever. Why is it the well, same? Like on one of those plates, like you put cakes on. Yeah, they should put them on a Lazy Susan and just spin them round and round and round. Who would they get? Alicia I, Dixon? Uh, why not? Yeah, she, she knows about as much as baking as she does about dancing. True. And but, uh, but like the the, the dragon's den, they, they change the dragon's den dragons from dragon's den every, every pretty much every episode, I think. Mm. Except for um, Peter Jones, who I think just has, doesn't have anything else to do. Yeah, have any of them ever in, ever made any money out of Dragon's Den? By the way, yeah, Levi Roots, the reggae reggae source man, he he's made millions. No, no, the, the actual dragons. Well, yeah, they he like he told him, "I need some of your business, and um, here's a little bit of money," and then he got rich out of it. But it's okay. uh, proportionally less, but. Then they ha- he has his finger in many pies, which is another reason he shouldn't be allowed um, to be on the Bake Off. Well, um, you know, so long as he's not wasting his time, I'd feel bad for him. Yeah. I mean, you, d- you don't get to be that tall by not doing good investments and stuff, do you? No, true, true. Although, having said that, I'm quite tall, and I have, like, a savings account, and that's about it. I get well, fun. then you're you're an interloper. Oh, God. I don't want to be on them. Okay, excellent. So we, we've established the, something about the Great British Bake Off. And yes, anyway, I like it. It's back. I'm happy. Um, I will not be discussing it on the um, on the podcast with any regularity because clearly it does Graham's nuts. Excellent. I don't um, do my nut. I just find it completely uninteresting. Fair enough. So, Christopher, do you have anything you would like to raise? Yeah, well, I, I heard about... Uh, our super fan from Cyprus, uh, which I was very excited to learn we had a super fan. Uh, that's clearly how she self-identifies. She has um, referred to herself as super fan on a number, number of occasions. Yeah, and um, I think if we have a super fan, then we really need to tailor our show to her requirements because we uh, we don't can't really be too picky, can we? No. Um, and she's having or trouble telling us apart. Uh, because mm. she can't tell our ridiculous Surrey accents apart, so she just Which we just all sound the same. Mm. So I have a solution to this. I think we should try and do the show in accents to make it easier for her. Well, I mean, this has been suggested, but we do have to be careful because all of Dan's accents are really very racist. 
mostly against the Welsh and Indians, depending on whether I'm at the start and I'm doing Welsh, or at the end and I'm doing Indian. But we don't have any Indian listeners, and our Welsh listenership is um, full of bellends, so it won't matter. Yeah. I mean, I think perhaps Dan could stay doing his Surrey accent because he is in Surrey. I don't know that he is that good at the Surrey accent, <laughs> even though. I could try a Surrey accent. No, it's, no, it's not very really good. You're right. I... I'm, I'm prepared to do a broadly West Country accent. It'll I, probably I, move I around the county. I feel uncomfortable about doing a Brummie accent. Just well, no, I, th- I think uh, we should do um, the accents of the land in which we now reside. Yeah. Now, that's fine, as long well, yeah, as... that's what I mean. As long as I, Graham I only deep, has to deeply. agree with us by saying, int it, um, uh, or, or talk about what he had for breakfast, which would be... Graham? Um, uh, meat and potatoes. <laughs> no, for breakfast. I don't know. Oh, you said it. Uh, you said it the weekend. What's the joke? <laughs> I don't know what the joke is. Tell me the joke. When you cook, when you. I cook. don't know the punchline. <laughs> what happens when you cook bread? Oh, oh that's if you're from Hull. That's not okay. just Yorkshire, but then uh, yeah, the the Hull people they they say they call it Turst, and I would like a can of Kirk. Which yeah. is just insane, really. Mm. It's a bit, isn't it? That was not. Like, that was the least brummy thing I've ever heard you say. You need to well, come on. You need to I mean, I, I I feel uncomfortable doing a, a brummy accent. Both You've lived there from long the enough. The point of view that I yeah, can't you... do a very good brummy accent, and from the point of view that I don't really want to do a brummy accent. But you've had fifteen years of, of uh, training for this very moment. Yeah, but that fifteen years has primarily been spent trying very hard not to pick up a brummy accent. Maybe you could do. Um, Jamaican. That would be massively offensive on several levels. Right, but would that be more uncomfortable or less uncomfortable? I mean, I think that would be more uncomfortable. Okay, so we're getting somewhere. So Brummie is now (laughs) seeming more appealing. Well, it would be considerably less racist. Well, yeah, but to Jamaicans anyway. Yeah. So have we found some accents then? I can uh, point out that the uh, container is empty by saying, tin, tin, tin. That's yeah, that, that works. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I could be surprised by that statement by saying, "Well, bugger me." Yeah, yeah. Shall we go full time? Uh, I don't know. If this is really going to help, considering mine isn't really Yorkshire. It's just sort of Regular generic star. northern. <laughs> it is basically your Thomas the Tank Engine narrating voice. <laughs> I mean, that's true enough, lad. <laughs> I think it sounds a bit like Sean Bean. He's from South Yorkshire, so that's uh, I can't be doing that. It's, it's very much a, a tour of the north. Yeah, a lovely tour of all the places I'm going to get punched if I carry on talking like this. Well, see, see here, yeah. I'll go round the West Country counties. It'll be fine. I think I'm going to talk in an American accent. When are you going to do that, then? I'm starting right now. Yes, mate. If you say so. Jeez Louise, can you get a load of this guy? I, I cannot... Get a load of this guy, no. I'm, I'm so sorry. Well, I think um, we're going to have to go for the uh, Beatles solution of just stereo separation. Or, here's an idea. What if we include, like, a, a sort of audio description track? What, like a director's commentary? That's Well, no, no, nothing that detailed. Just simply something that says, you know, Adam is now speaking. Yeah. Dan is fucking about with his keyboard again. That yeah. kind of thing, you know. I mean, you can sort of tell when it's Chris because he sounds like he's at the bottom of a very deep hole. 
Mm. Which in many ways he is. <laughs> I think um, that, I mean, there's 62 episodes now. I think she just needs to um, revise. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, don't, I don't see this as being our problem. Put on all the previous episodes, close your eyes, and just, well, picture us. That That's weird. Mm. Yeah, don't do that. It's not good for yeah. you. No. You know when uh, when you listen to somebody on the radio or a podcast for a long time and then you see a picture of them for the first time? Yes. Yeah. There must be people doing that with us. That's really weird, isn't it? It's got to be deeply upsetting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not going to be what you expected and it's not going to be a nice surprise. No. <laughs> so uh, there is that to consider. Excellent. Maybe we could just go around to people's houses and do it in their front rooms. <laughs> also recording a podcast. Sorry, that was a bit... Shit. Oh, you meant doing it like um, the sex act? That I that was exactly how I meant it. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, sort of do entendre. We could go around to people's houses and have four-way man sex in their living room. Also, record a podcast. No, yeah. what's even worse? Yeah, the visual gag. You you'll dicks a visual gag. <laughs> <laughs> visual gag. Um, right. Okay. Well, okay. That's I that's think, that yeah. settled that. I think. I think so. Well, I'm I'm disappointed. But I'll, I'll well, accept we the decision, and I'll move on to a more important matter. I would like, at least like to hear uh, Dan doing an Indian accent again for old times' sake. Oh, really? Why would you like that? Yeah, well, uh, that was very Welsh. That's the best Welsh accent you've ever. <laughs> I was totally meant to do that. It was absolutely Welsh all the way. Why would you suggest it was Indian? Yes, excellent. Um, so, uh, as a as a quick callback to several episodes ago. Um, the uh, the 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 episode that you may remember from uh, Dan's remarkable rendition of a uh, Chuck Tingle joint, um, Pokemon Go uh, is apparently on its way out, and so we may not have to try and pander to its players for much longer. Yeah, it's because everyone's realising that it's just really boring and technically shit. Um... Mm. And it's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, it's apparently shed twelve million people this yeah. month or something. Maybe next that's... week, maybe yesterday. I don't know. Some, in some time frame, some people have stopped playing it, and like it's it's yeah. basically dead. What I have a link for is a Mumsnet um, forum discussion about poo crumbs, uh, which. Um, yeah. Right, before we uh, like dig too deeply into this, so to speak. You do not want to dig deeply into poo crumbs. Um, what the hell does DP mean? Because uh, I can think uh, of several things and none of them are particularly pleasant or make sense in this scenario. So I this think is... it means, in this context, dearest partner. Yeah, Mumsnet has a weird rule where you're not ever allowed to refer to anyone by a title. You have to just put in just seemingly random initials so dd is darling daughter you're not allowed to just say my daughter but yeah my my dp i mean in this context it could mean double penetration well uh, yeah possibly i think you would probably have similar uh, i'm, I'm going to say um i'm just going to say boyfriend uh, bf yeah so <laughs> i i just read the start of it it does go on a quite long time um my boyfriend is very hairy. He leaves poo crumbs and hair on the seat every day, and I'm sick of wiping it. Uh, this is way worse than the seat up or down debate. 
I finally snapped after a year and told him he must start using wet wipes to avoid the poo crumb issue. Um, I feel like looking. I'm looking after a two-year-old in this oh, regard. God. Sorry, no, I just read one of the comments right at the bottom. Um, it's been particularly bad in bed this summer as he sleeps naked, so the crumbs go everywhere. And uh, it, it carries on in that vein. Why? Why? Why would you, why would you tell anybody about this? And why would you why would you put up with it? Well, my my favourite thing about this is that she says he says that he has no right to interfere in his in his toilet routine, and uh, to say I'm not sexing someone who can't keep their poo crumbs under control. Yeah. Uh, and he says that his family are full of boys, and he says poo crumbs is completely normal, <laughs> and that she is overreacting. Ooh. <laughs> Which is, I mean, if somebody points out that I had, to all intents and purposes, shit the bed, I don't think I would get defensive and say that it's normal and that she was overreacting. I think I would just apologise forever and kill myself. Yeah. I mean, so, um, things that, use are things that go hump in the night, which is both awful and funny, uh, makes a wonderful suggestion I think you'll all appreciate. How about grating a little bit of one of your own turds over his side of the bed? it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really makes you question what happened in that person's childhood that makes them think that's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, presumably there must be just poo all over his childhood home if he's saying that you've got, he's from a family of boys and it's normal. He would, there must just be feces smeared on every surface. But the other thing is that, that this relationship has gone on for at least a year. She's been putting up sleeping in a bed with poo crumbs all over it. Well, yeah. abuse is a very real thing. I think I would put up for it, put up with it for maybe a week, and then it would be it, it's me or the poo crumbs. <laughs> and that's not an ultimatum anyone delivers lightly. I mean, I think the person that should be most upset with this article is uh, is Daniel because uh, you're currently single. True. Yeah, this man who um, scatters poo crumbs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> has has got a, a living girlfriend. No, uh, you see, I'm I'm fine with this because I can only conclude, therefore, that being in a relationship fundamentally breaks a person. Well, no, this this guy's obviously been doing it for years. Well, I maybe no. it's deliberate. Maybe he it's a dirty protest at something that she's done. I mean, that, oh, I'm I getting to the realm of victim some, blaming some here. Aren't that kind of thing going on that we don't know about. We are already hearing one side of the story. Yeah. I would, I would love to hear I mean, his side know. of it, but I think his side of it is just—it's just a bit of shit. Get over it. I do not is... want to hear his side of the story. I don't mm. care if that makes me biased. I just don't want to know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's—it's it's a fascinating little insight into someone's life, isn't it? Mm. And we've all done a poo, and you wipe and you wipe, and you think I'm not getting anywhere, and you've had to jump in the shower. But I wouldn't just think, oh, I'll write that off as a bad job, and just leave shit encrusted around my anus. Mm. Well, and, and like, also, if this was happening on a regular basis, surely you would question your technique. Yeah. Or your diet. I mean, you, there are videos. I'm sad to say I, I'm <laughs> aware. I haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't needed to watch any, but there are videos that show you exactly how to wipe your bottom, just in case you were... Uh, the of the internet. In oh, an really? orphanage or something. Yeah, you can... Uh, Somebody sent me a link to one once, and I just what? refused to was watch it. Was that as a result of something you'd done? I don't believe so. <laughs> no, it, I mean, I, I checked the bed sheets afterwards, and there weren't any uh, any crumbs. 
You 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 have previously been a poo crummer. Um, no, I don't think I had. I just they they said, "Look, isn't this disgusting?" It's someone teaching you how to wipe their ass. And I said, "Well, there's no circumstance under which I'm going to watch that. Can you fuck off, please?" Mm. Oh, um, seems reasonable. But what if you're married, doing it so, wrong? Well, I know I'm not doing it wrong because I don't have poo crumbs. Yeah, yeah. There's there's more ways to measure it than just just poo crumbs. Okay, well, I don't have skid That's marks. That's the most important one. Yeah, but what if what if you are using too much toilet paper? What if there's a more efficient way of doing it? Well, there's no such thing as too much toilet paper. No. Well, well, there is. No, you use well, Dan. You can not talk on this subject because you've well, got my toilet that. up with your your horrible bum. I mean, I, I would... well, no. I mean, I, I I accept that maybe there could be room to improve my bum wiping technique, but I don't feel it's an issue. And it's never been reported to me that it's an issue. I certainly don't scatter crumbs everywhere or I've stink never really shit, so I think it's probably fine. I've never really considered it an area for particular efficiency drives. I think wiping until the paper is clean is is a pretty good technique in itself. Yeah. Well, that's good feedback, yeah. I'm confused um, as to how he managed to get poo crumbs and bum hair on the toilet seat. <laughs> I think well, presumably because... during his terrible attempts at wiping. He just naturally sort of radiates them everywhere. I mean, does he just sort of rub himself around the rim of the toilet? Or I don't understand mm-hmm. how that... That's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, I liked your idea that he was... Um, it, it was deliberate, that he was trying to send maybe, some message. Maybe, maybe he's trying to get out of the relationship, and this is his way of kind of indicating... Yeah. Yeah, he's he's going to the bar with his bros, and he's saying, oh, I've, I've been shitting in the bed every day for the last year, and I can't get rid of this bloody woman. Mm. Although, returning to the subject of instructional videos, I would like an instructional video for how best to wipe your bum when you've had too much to drink and a fucking appalling hot chilli, uh, or curry the, the previous... Well, you, you dab at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Just don't, don't wipe, just make sure you dab with a wet wipe, that's... See, I, I, could, I could accept technical guidance there, if there was a way to reduce the pain somewhat. Okay, so if I can find you a video... Yeah, that'd be good. You'd like that, would you? I wouldn't like it, I'd find it helpful. I've Anything. just found um, uh, another post which leaves more questions. Um, reminds me of a woman at work that left Fanny Dandruff on the loose seat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have, I have two questions here. The first one is... How has it been identified as to its original source? Yes. Because Fair question. How, how does one differentiate it? DNA? Well, no, I mean, I don't know, as in like, I don't mean the person, I mean the specific location from which it originated on the body. Yeah, D- DNA can tell you that. And, and B, what state do you have to let yourself get into for pubic dandruff? Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's many questions. Well, two. Oh, well, okay. I, I can't answer them. No. I mean, this whole thing is, is just frankly horrifying. I mean, it has given me a newfound dislike of Mumsnet. <laughs> is Mumsnet like, the good one or the evil one? There's Mumsnet and there's Net Mums. And one of them... What? Is always Mums, going on. I think Mumsnet is the conservative one that David Cameron likes or something. So oh, well, they deserve to have... Who comes I, I, it's, it's the one that's like always on the radio about you know some people doing a survey. 
yeah. called Mumsnail. Some person said that they talked to some woman on Mumsnail and she was totally for or against something that was on the radio. Mm. I th- I think this guy is is completely justified in shitting in this woman's bed. Then, if she's a if she's a user of Mumsnet, excellent. Well, I'm glad that we have brought our insightful and well rounded opinions to this matter. I'd yeah. also like to point out that despite the, all this talk of poop, this is easily the least horrifying episode we've done in several weeks. Uh, yeah, probably. Was last week's that bad? No, last week's was was very wholesome and fine. We just talked about murdering gorillas, didn't we? Didn't yeah. we have that Chuck Dingle thing? No, it was the week before. No, yeah. oh, okay, fine. Jesus, Dan, keep up. I can't. We just got such a pace. Also, uh, no, the the original poster does also say that he has problems with piles, which I think exacerbates the problem. Yes, that just in case that uh, helps. Um, I didn't want to know that, but you know, sure. Well, I read it, so uh, it's in my brain. So now it has to be in yours as well. Mm. Oh, I've gone quite a long way down that uh, No More Crumbs is uh, explaining uh, what happened. And she said she didn't find out. It was more of a slow, dawning realisation. I'd always noticed all the hair he left behind on the sheets, but wondered what the brownish-black dots were. Then someone mentioned Poo Crumbs on MN a few weeks ago, and it's the only thing I think they could be. They are mm. the same type as the toilet crumbs. <laughs> well... She is uh, casting aspersions then, isn't she? She needs to get these tested. Yeah. Is it there a service anything. that you can send um, these things off to? Just, uh, I don't know, forensic lab, uh, police station, I guess. Mm. I think I think you. I mean, we pay their wages, they have to do it, don't they? Um, mm. I mean, if you say so, I, I'm not an expert on these things, as you know. Okay, well, let's, so, so we're not finishing um, just on poo crumbs. I have some other business which we can... Uh, Turn our heads to very quickly, oh, okay. um, and that was when I was researching places that we should go out in Leeds at the weekend. Mm. This um, this poo crumbs thread is three years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not new, it's not new news. <laughs> Fucking hell! I thought this was because uh, um, Gemma told me about this the other day. I think it, I think it, it got, uh, I think it gained traction. Yeah, somebody somebody yeah. spotted it while searching. Yeah. Well. We need to get hold of no more crumbs then and find out what was the what was the solution, the outcome. Anyway, uh, yeah, when I was searching um, venues for our debauchery, I found some uh, Facebook reviews, and I think to leave a review on a Facebook page for a bar or a nightclub is the work of a lunatic in the first place. Yes, but if you've had a really good night out, you might want to say that, and that's fine. But the ones that are more interesting are the one star reviews. So I've got a couple. There's uh, the first one. I Are forgot there any to write down. That we went to. Yes. Oh, excellent. So I forgot to write down where this one was for, uh, but it's by a lady named Chloe May Tierney, and it says, "My sister was dancing and accidentally bumped into a woman. She turned around and apologised, and the woman threw a full pint of cider in her face. The bouncers and whoever else was there completely turned on our party and threw us out." Three of us stood outside, and my sister stood looking like a drowned rat, shaking, freezing cold, stood in the rain, trying to make the bouncer understand what had happened. I'm more pissed off that she paid £17.50 for her makeup doing, and she only got to strut around for 1.5 hours, showing it off, while a haggard woman who swilled, who swilled her stood inside, waiting for it to blow over, sticking her fat, old, wrinkly middle finger up at us. <laughs> so really, what I'm trying to say is, thanks a bunch for ruining our night. I hope you fail... Become paralysed and maggots eat your evil rotten corpse. Amen. Nice. <laughs> Which I oh, think it's a nice, 
Nice sign off, isn't it? Oh man. Yeah, I like that as a as a prayer. So I've forgotten the where that was. I don't think it was one that we went to. Uh, one we did go to was Jake's, and Annette Smith says, whilst having cocktails, my friend and I uh, witnessed a guy throw up on his way to the bathrooms right next to our table. We moved seats, and I spoke to a member of the bar staff about what we had just seen so it could be cleared up. Soon after, a shocking response from the bouncer who approached me and my friend aggressively. You two need to leave now, the chef had told them it was us. Soon after, they found the culprit still in the toilet. A manager, then the finger-pointing chef, came over and apologised, but the damage had been done. Apology and a free drink won't cut it. I'm afraid a bad taste has been left. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. an apology and a free drink is not a horrendous thing to do if you've made that kind of balls up. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm more concerned about the bad taste. I mean, if they're going to be licking it up or something, well, then... Yeah. They might, they, they, um, I mean, they could have been in the same booth that we were in. Yeah, it's certainly possible. We were very close to the toilets, um, but nobody puked next to our table, which was nice. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a Porto, which we, I think, had a look at when it was busy or something. That was, uh, Wasn't that the one where they, they said we couldn't go in because there were four oh, of us we were and cunts. they didn't let fours in? Uh, could be. Could, yeah, they could only, be. They only about allowed that. multiples of three. To yeah, and, uh, and yeah, we didn't want to ditch anyone at that point. Uh, Claire Fedigan says, absolutely awful. I'd be generous to say the hot dog was three inches. We paid £40 for six inches of hot dog and shite wine. Hashtag winning. <laughs> which is fine. Um, Call Lane Social, which I think had a, um, a queue that was too long. Yes. Said, I will never go to Call Lane Social again. I ordered a double gin and tonic and was charged £8, only to find out it was water. When I returned it to the same bartender, he agreed it was water, but denied serving it to me and refused to do anything about it, shouting at me and calling me a liar. I was absolutely shocked and appalled. To which the bar have replied, said, Hi James, we don't actually charge £8 for a double, we charge £6.50. You might also remember that you said you paid for it alone on your card, but we don't take card payments under £10. You said you had just brought the drink, but all the ice had melted and been served a while ago. When we said you hadn't bought that drink yourself, you then changed your mind and brought your friend up, who you decided had bought two drinks, not just one anymore, but that she'd used your card. Your friend, by the way, had asked it for and received a glass of water that was free. You were rude to more than one member of staff. We tried to help you, but you demanding money or a different drink for a glass of water we served someone earlier is not something we can do. <laughs> Which is, well, I think, a, a reasonable yes, stance Yes, that seems a very reasonable response. Yeah. Uh, and then we're getting on to the um, the nightclubs that we didn't visit. Well, we've been, yeah. So Prism, which uh, Dan refused to go to because we would have uh, had to look at the Dream Boys, and he was very sexually intimidated by them. Absolutely uh, Tracy Borrow says went to see Dream Boys, paid thirty quid each, got free entry to nightclub prices of alcohol. Disgusting. Got a seat for seven of us as one of our friends disabled. We sat there for about hour, got told to move as some other folk wanted our seating area as they were paying lots of money for alcohol. We refused, so staff got bouncers to throw us off. Disgusting. Told us to take it up with management. We will not be going there again digesting service. So, very well written is the main reason I like that. Yes, it's a useful summary. Yeah, and the final one is Tiger Tiger, which is the bar, the nightclub that we went to by accident two years ago. And Daryl Ross Smith says, One of the strangest and most ridiculous things I've ever heard of. My friend was thrown out last night for farting because he stunk. <laughs> Not only did that get a good laugh when a bouncer tried to threaten us all with being thrown out because the smell was too bad, but the hilarity continued with, tenny, uh, with Timmy Ten Men with a nose ring starting to have a go at us and claiming, I'm a manager, and that it was bang out of order to be farting. And if we kept it up, we'd be forced out of the club. 
I also find it funny that this absolute cretin claimed to be manager, yet he was on the piss at the bar. Clearly a s- sterling example of the type of farcical business you run. Will not be returning for fear of being kicked out for trivial reasons. Maybe next time you'll try and kick us out for shaking off too many times after having a piss. <laughs> mm. So that's the world of one-star reviews on bars and nightclubs. Um, it's uh, a fascinating endeavour if you have an hour you'd like to kill. If you've got a bit too much life and you need to get rid of some of it, uh, look at some Facebook reviews for bars and nightclubs. That sounds remarkably good fun. Mm. We done? I no. We are. Uh, no, oh, yeah, Chris has got uh, an item on Robot Wars. Not the forthcoming Robot Wars, which is going to kill us all, but the actual... Um, TV television program robot was also you want to slag off cold brew coffee i do yeah i don't know if we what yeah, order we want to do it, in. it is a shit drink for twats isn't it mm. that's well, i've never tried it it seems like effort i haven't tried it either I it's probably coffee. might might be nice but i mean who could be bothered to make their coffee the night before yeah I, when i want coffee i put some coffee in a mug and i put some boiling water in and bang coffee oh, yeah. i never thought about using boiling water that's quite a good idea yeah good isn't it i just use uh, water out of the hot tub does that the coffee actually dissolve then? It was a joke. I don't know. All right, fine. Okay. I would imagine not. Fair enough. I'm going to try that now, just to see. So I don't object to people drinking cold coffee, like an iced coffee. Mm. But, yeah, like a normal, but make so. it in the normal way, and then add ice. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's just silly, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I would suggest um, Graham's punishment of being drowned in a ditch for anyone that drinks cold coffee. But uh, given that that would be cold What's brown next, microwaving water, a Vianetta? It would give, yeah, well, given that it would be cold brown coffee, they would probably quite enjoy that. Mm. Actually, cold brown Vianetta, water. Yeah. drunk with a straw might be really nice. Nope. Pretty sure it wouldn't be. Well, that's Drop your homework, it. is to microwave a Vianetta and drink it with a straw. Tempting. I do like Vianetta. In the olden days, you used to get um, all different flavours of Vianetta, didn't you? Like there was coffee and mint and strawberry. Well, the only ones I ever see now are are vanilla and chocolate, which are fine. What what, see the mint one? Because the mint one was the best. I've never seen that. And but you used to get like raspberry ripple and toffee and all kinds of crazy shit. You see, my only problem with Vianetta, right, is I kind of assume it's the preferred preferred dessert of the Brexiter. Oh yeah, I haven't thought about those times. So thanks for ruining that forever, Dan. It's just, you know, it's something from the 70s and 80s, and that's where they come from. So You'll, you'll never feel so fancy as when you're eating a Vianetta, unless you're eating the entire thing on your own. Then you feel um, decadent. Yes. And it's so fancy, and it's so posh, and it only costs a pound. I mean, yep. that's, that's insane. And it still costs a pound, even though inflation... Remarkable. Well, we should probably apologise and bid the ladies and gentlemen farewell thank you for listening to episode 62 of the two star podcast uh, you're welcome no problem uh we will be back next week um with exciting things that have happened or might happen yep. i don't know i haven't thought this far ahead this was very poorly planned out what the- i dropped an allen key no not gonna not gonna get baited in by it i don't want to know um that's it We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hello? I've gone. Can you hear me? No. Chris, are you dead?
think Chris is dead. I think Chris is dead. Why is Chris dead? 